This is a news laundry podcast. Welcome to NL Hafta. Hello and welcome to Hafta. As the old saying goes, "Angrej apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodta." So we are here again. This hafta is produced by Karthik Dijhavan. Thank you very much, Karthik. Uh, we have joining us the usual suspects: Arunab Saikya. Hello. Abhishek. Hello. Manisha. Hello. Anand. Hello. And Madhu. Hi. Hi, I'm Abhinandan. Before we start, and I tell you what we'll talk about. Remember, when the public pays, the public is served. When corporations pay, corporations are served. Get involved. Pay to keep news free, to keep media free. Support independent media of your choice. So uh, we got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. There's, uh, you know, the camera woman tripping the refugees running. That was an international media that became a huge story. There is this entire <coughs> meat ban, non-meat ban thing. uh there is the indrani case which is not uh dominating that much these days but uh anand what do you want to start with your call i think about the meat maybe we can meet ban no i would like to give that for the end because i have a very special presentation oh, okay. <laughs> 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 what do you want to start with then let's talk about sorry if i can some other ban which is the film ban you know there General is this um, yes huh. so in fact there going to be two one uh, film has already been banned which is you know which is based on general vaidya's who was involved in operation blue star right. his assassination uh, and the the central board of film certificate cbfc yeah. they okayed it but then some protested and nehlani who is the chief Huh. who once also uh, produced a video or called har har modi ghar ghar modi huh. he has now acted and he's banned it and the heartening thing in this whole if you can call it that is that one member of the board ashok pandit huh. he has called out this buffoonery and said this is absolute nonsense cbfc is there to give certificates it is uh, it is not its privilege to ban anything and this is idiotic and he's well, actually come out well good for him mr yeah. no he has said that many times on 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 uh, television for and every time something is banned uh, he comes on television and says we are not there to to ban or stop we're supposed to just issue whether it's a uh, you whether it's you universal whether it's restricted whether it's up you know so he says you're supposed to give the degree of certification of the certification Correct. itself or whether it should be restricted or adults only or universal or what that's what his position is but i think this brings into a larger picture which i think uh, brings us to a larger picture which i think is has become an issue since the modi government came into power which is for some reason and i cannot fathom why maybe some sociologist can analyze it that why the uh, with the bjp coming in and with the rss and there is a the v, vhp the color is that of not hinduism in my interpretation but more of victorianism there's a puritanism in which they are injecting in everything where it's okay any blocking any kind of freedom is all right whether it's uh, re, uh, what you see what you read what you watch what you eat um i think that somehow there is become an, an although modi himself has never said anything like it in fact he doesn't have to yeah but that's the problem that what is being in he may have decided not to now because it is politically economically not good for him uh, politically not good to him for the economy that he wants to push but the aura that was created previously was that of puritanism and that is being projected and the kind of arrogance with which anyone can tell anyone to stop doing something whether it's a film or book or whatever or eat it's become i think very very serious it's encroaching how, on our creativity it's encroaching on our thinking it's making people less imaginative even than than what we already are because of our road system i am very concerned about but, it but don't you think like 10 or 20 years down the line uh, this kind of censorship would be you know become irrelevant now with kindle or youtube uh, so well it should be irrelevant today hard to say because no. it's, it should be what you're saying is true because when they tried to ban porn sites how effective was it because then they realize you can't no, but that's not entirely true because in pakistan china they i mean it is still possible to stop it so i don't think i don't think it is good enough to say that technology is a good substitute for having a a line of thinking that is you know 
more all encompassing that is more tolerant you can't say okay you can be intolerant because technology will overcome that sorry that doesn't as a leader no what he's not saying that he's saying it challenges <coughs> it yeah, yeah but and that, i'm but saying at some point technology might but, just deem it irrelevant the, 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 the no, but that isn't happening in uh, your and my lifetime that much i get. right no, but now, it happened with enough. the porn ban because no, they could not they control it because of the technology they still could i mean i mean they still can they can ban a lot of stuff sorry how afraid are you because oh, uh, no watching porn not about watching porn that i know you are not afraid of but uh, uh, that was to arnab uh, about this what madhu saying that you know this entire culture of banning stuff i think i mean uh, what i think is uh, i mean it's all right to blame the government you know sitting in your living room but the point is uh, where Indian else do you sit in the farm <laughs> i hate this line that's i the hate point. this line I, people keep saying it's all right for you to say sitting in a neck room drinking room. whiskey and i don't drink whiskey i'm not saying that i'm i'm, I'm saying that don't, don't, don't i'm saying indians have indians are insulated to it people don't you know people people don't go out the streets you know i mean if and f- f- for starters we voted for this government and people voted for this government and you know a lot of people are still justifying it so clearly pe- people don't care enough so, i mean i don't think i don't see this you know happening in a european country or you know <coughs> so i think it's people you are don't doing what happening in a european bands country. like this you know and people staying silent about how many people have actually protested it in the real sense Like how many people have gone gone out gone out in the streets even in Bombay to protest against the meat ban? People have. Shiv Sena has irony of irony. People are okay with it. People are okay with it. The funny thing is, after Shiv Sena protested against it, that's the problem. It, huh. that's nobody the problem. nobody huh. objects until yeah. it affects them personally. Exactly. Huh. Shiv Sena, after they said whatever we protest against the meat ban, came out with a statement and said, Muslims apparently this has been reported that uh, Muslims are Pakistans. Where are you going to go? So don't act like them. telling the gens muslims what telling the gens muslims of <laughs> pakistan muslims of pakistan where are you guys going to go this so don't behave like who said this this was tweeted out by shrinivasan jain and said i'm saying it was by one shiv sena but there could be some shiv sena this can't be the official position certainly not I'll tell you anand you were saying can you explain uh, anand or anyone why is the shiv sena taken this position it is impossible to explain uh, any of shiv sena's positions logically but let me just quickly harp on you know what we were discussing earlier uh two points one is madhu i think we've always been uh, you know banning stuff it is a fact even congress for example you know some christian groups protested about a, a song in a film um uh hasina or something reference and the cbfc actually banned kissa kursi ka they burnt the prince yeah, man it's it's just that i i do not expect you know when we evolving as a democracy i do not expect the new government to do the same things as the old government did otherwise we should we should have voted upa you know we we voted a government which we hoped would not do these stupid things and the second thing is to answer abhishek you know abhishek when you say 20 years from now it would make it irrelevant uh, one of the most striking examples i read uh, i think 2 weeks ago was that they did a, a huge survey in china and they found out that 29% of youngsters do not recognize the tank man photo Can you Are believe? Are you serious? Yes. Do not recognize what the, the tank man. The iconic photograph of the tank Jan- man. No, no, that I can believe. Twenty-nine percent don't. Can you believe it? So, so that you know, can be done. This is how it works, <coughs> you know. No, I, I said that because you know uh, I know about Anurag Kashyap's films because when I was in school and college, his films were banned, routinely banned. Like first three films that he made were well, banned. Well, Panch has but never it, been released. Yes, but, but that, that, that's oh, my that's not my point. Sorry, but but all all across the country, in every engineering college, in every college. anyone who wanted to watch the film was able to watch the film so so i'm not saying that you know we must but ban I, every film but i'm just making a point another thing you see if you it's it's this this is the again the the paradox of you know solzhenitsyn where you know what he wrote this gulag and it was you know for 30 years it was read by you know i don't know a million russians yeah. without it ever being printed but the psychological impact it has on writers on filmmakers is so devastating you know you don't want to a writer doesn't want his book to go underground for 20 years so it is not a, i mean that happens but i don't think that is a substitute for having a, 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 an attitude that is more open they they've stopped a documentary film on modi from releasing yes what i'm saying is that is the mindset for example and and the problem is and what's really problematic is when you have people like um, you know the bjp spokesperson what's his name the only one who's makes a little bit of sense uh, sudanshu sudanshu gol uh, Not that you call uh, Trivedi, yeah. Oh, I had a spat with him on uh, on the porn debate. Oh, you did. Now, Sudhanshu Trivedi. Yeah, he had a spat with him. He asked me, "Porn ki Hindi kya hai?" And I got a bit confused, and I said, "Kya? Kam vodek or something?" And he said, "Manivar." 
कामबो देख क्या होता है तो सॉरी टेस्ट हम तो जैसे तबलीन जी मेरा टेस्ट ले रही थी हिंदी में एनी वे खैर वट ही सेड यू नो हाउ यू जस्टिफाइंग द मीट बैन सो वट वी आर नॉट सेंग यू कॉन्ट डू वट एवर यू वॉन्ट इन साइड योर ओन हाउस द फैक्ट इज वेन अन ऑफिशियल स्पोक्स पर्सन says that and he doesn't realize the stupidity of that statement and then in the same breath why in saudi arabia during hajj or some month no so you are justifying bjp's action by something that happened in saudi arabia yes. and if you i can, can I was, I and you know when i heard that i was like does he realize how ridiculously primitive that is but and i also i, I, I think when they here, Madhu, when and they, i want to criticize you if it's no, all right can i just say you? one thing okay. of course it's all right i think that what when you ban a book or a film what it communicates first is that you don't trust the citizenry you don't trust other people to see it you just decide that the masses are brainless and they will overreact or they will they, they will think the a way you don't want them to think as if there's a brainless lot of uh, a billion people sitting here remember khushwan singh a writer asked for satanic verses to, to be, be banned, banned. Yeah, exactly so this know. is so i think that kind of it's a superiority it's a desi mindset it's, it's a, a very desi ke hum dekh sakte hain par ye masses ko dikhaoge public ko dikhaoge to bura hai sir that is it's a class elitist sort of thing that we can watch it but they can't i that is my objection to it more than anything else now but i just uh, yeah i just want to i mean you know what abhinandan said about the bjp spoke he reminded me madhu you once interviewed arun shori in bangalore mm. and i watched the video you're not in bangalore in here no there was a lit fest in bangalore you'd gone to ah yes 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 remember yes. that mm. yeah there was a video yes you're right and i was appalled by the you know the blith and blase nature you were talking of homosexuality mm. and arun shori said exactly the same thing are वो अपने कमरे में करते रहे हमें कोई सरकार पकड़ेगी थोड़ी ना उनको करने दो नो हिज पॉइंट वाज डिफरेंट आई आई टेल यू व्हाट हिज पॉइंट वाज वाज ही सेड बिकॉज़ व्हाट इमीडिएटली थॉट देन डूड व्हाई डिड यू प्रोटेस्ट इमरजेंसी you know you were free to do whatever you want to do in your but there was an yeah. argument that a lot of That's people use that no, nobody so has been booked and when seemingly so intelligent people yes. say this i'm like yaar dimag ka and did not interject no yeah, i'll no. tell you his point was a little different he uh, the way i interpreted it and may i think maybe you interpreted it a little differently kamre mein kar he said that people keep uh, we copy the west so much that because there are these gay parades and and protests going on all over the world in western capitals he said that we were doing it at a time when it was not nobody did anything about uh, nobody had declared it illegal even when it was legal even when it was okay there were these parades going on he said this was that was what he was objecting to but he was not for uh, you know he did not decriminalizing it heavily, yeah. see the, he, it, but even as an argument that is still a really weak argument i mean it again it's that same uh, anyway so we can move on to uh, the next one uh, this i want to talk about sorry just i mean then if you just permit me because i had, i talked of one ban another ban is going to come next week because it seems an iranian director very famous film director has made a film where for the first time he's going to depict the prophet prophet yeah. oh. yeah. and he yes. was and uh, ar rahman has given the music for it dude and so that is explosive this is interesting capital. one well But good the, for the him sunni man. Uh, sunni society in bombay has already approached the government asking for an immediate ban i would like so, to see how this and the government will and i'll tell you what this government will do they say yes we'll do that and because they said humne wo kiya ab 10 aur hum bhi karenge not only that the point is shias uh, you know they can show uh, you know and i think naipol wrote about it in iran it is not blasphemy to show the face of the prophet yeah it's a biopic that is going to depict uh, the prophet muhammad this movie yeah. so yeah. i'm guessing wow. he's so this is well, yeah. i think next 15 days you reserve it for this there's going to be all all over the ideological spectrum this is going to be the debate okay then uh, quickly uh, you know this camera woman who tripped those that refugee i think it, it was it was horrible i mean really i i was just shocked when What i saw that what kind of a person does that and the casualness with which she did it i mean it was just like she's been doing it you know she just she wanted him to be caught it was just oh god for oh, her for her footage yeah. or for because she hated immigrants probably i mean although this immigrant issue uh, i've noticed a lot of people don't have so much empathy for the immigrants i've noticed you know uh, the obvious thing would be my god you know these people have no way to get take them in a lot of people are saying that if europe opens their doors it's uh one interesting statistic someone pointed out to me pakistan actually takes in more immigrants than any other country so i was in so south asia to, or across i don't the know i mean it, it, it just it was one of those uh, they it was a uh, i'm sorry i don't remember the figure I should have kept it down, uh, written it down but from afghanistan 
the amount of immigrants that have come in the last 40 50 years into pakistan it's some insane amount well the boundaries have melted i mean afghanistan pakistan is yeah so you know. no but you know madhu this reminded me do you remember news track there was this uh, not that anyone tripped for a refugee but you know the whole thing of getting involved like i was so shocked by what she did and it was disgusting but on the other side i remember when i had just joined news track uh, you know the first tape we all used to see was because it was banned those days vp singh that mandal yes. commission so as soon as you got employment in news track the first thing you went to see yaar wo pura unedited footage dekhte hain kya kya hua so we used to watch unedited footage on these big and there was this boy whose arm was twisted and the cop was dragging mm, him and yes. it was like i mean you saw that footage and i was like and at those days you hadn't seen footage like this i have not seen footage like that ever since even nobody has shown footage like that i i did the edit round the clock in 5 days sitting there with the editor doing it round the clock and then got banned no and then slated to go to ladakh for a holiday and we were sleeping in tents and the whole holiday i was screaming and waking up everybody because i had nightmares yeah it was horrible footage i had and nightmares for the whole holiday i couldn't sleep and at that time i was really young i was 20 and i remember i asked jami he i think he had shot that he jami shot i was it. like how did you shoot this without putting a camera down and taking the cop on that how can you do this to a person he was like we are there to shoot not get involved how many cops can i take on no also in one so, of the cross talks there was a huge debate and in the beginning i had come with this thing that if you see something wrong happening whether you're a cameraman or a reporter he was a custo- you put it down and you get involved he was he asked says, that no, question on camera you don't do that you don't get involved it's not your job to get involved he was asked that question on camera where somebody questioned jami and said they asked me and i said well let the cameraman answer the question because i think he's the best and he said that exactly this that one that it's your job to to record everything because if you were helping and it never got recorded nobody would even know that it this happened, happened yeah. so no action helped. would be taken against the person who was doing it so it would be detrimental and there are usually other people there are usually other people to help and so you you're not the only one i mean the guy who shot that uh baby starving in africa yeah, with a vulture behind him he eventually committed so suicide you know it was such a what do you say uh, abhishek uh, is it is there ever a time when a journalist should get involved when he sees something happening say you can't do this uh again i have also thought about it uh, on some occasions and i think it's it's better that yeah your camera person's argument i think that we are just to report and shoot sometimes i think there would be moral dilemmas but yeah as he said you know you one person can take on only you know one mm, yeah actually so you know you, you so yeah so you would rather document the event than you know getting involved in it i you would rather reserve that for sometimes you can do both sometimes you can shoot and then help arunab it's a subjective call i suppose depends on what would you do that's why i'm asking you or uh, into uh, if you're talking about this uh, the manil commission uh, footage that i'll record you'll record it yeah Because that's that's institutionalized, and you rather bring it out to people. No, for but more you know when you're doing it, you you don't see it that way. It's like any other incident when you're on the ground. Yeah, I'm sure. You I'm don't sure realize the import of it until you come back to the editing room. At that time, there's it. also at that time you have temptation of putting a camera down and stopping and the helping. guy. And helping, yeah, because on the spot you you yeah, can't no, imagine the noise, the crowds, everyone shoving, pushing, and all that, and you know some are just saying run, they're coming after us. It's a very dramatic, hysterical situation. Right. Speaking of hysterical situations, I just want to point out that uh, you know everyone was really dissatisfied with Sambit Patra as as the as a spokesperson of of the BJP. So the obviously BJP is you know got its ear to the ground and they're really receptive to what the people say. So they've sent a spokesperson who makes Sambit Patra look good, uh, and her name is what's her name? Madhu? Sanju Verma. And I I would say that for the next Ramayan uh, in uh, in Chandni Chowk, they have the best Ramayan over there. They should offer her a role. She, she's as as uh, I think uh, Kumkaran or not Kumkaran, maybe Lakshman. She'd make a good Lakshman. <laughs> no, she's too rude for Lakshman. I I kind of di- I mean I I've heard her once, and uh, for me, I mean probably you know the baseline obviously has something to say about it, but she come she came across as the best. BJP out of all BJP spokespersons out of all BJP spokespersons for that sudarsh uh, i i get the name wrong each time sudhanshu trivedi sudhanshu trivedi Sudhan- i think is the best of sudhanshu do jo hindi mein bolte hain sudhanshu trivedi manevar manevar i don't like sudhanshu he comes no. up with really bizarre Very, yeah you know it's kind of, it's like um, i like some of the karnataka all that Plus, I think she's like a baby. Yeah, How can you pick like on me? I'm just yeah. so young. No, but the thing is, I think I'll, I'll tell you the thing is, I think I watched her where she, she was there to discuss economy, huh. and there, and she's a uh, you know a, a, an economist from uh, London School of Economics or something, and she's you know fairly qualified in that sense. Huh. So that is 
that is what I watched. And I mean, she came across as, and in fact, you know, I, I thought exactly the opposite of what you're thinking. I really? Said, At last, you have BJP. Oh, no, person. I find her most, so. most uh, annoying. And I think, uh, but I think it's the nature of the job. I don't think being a spokesperson is a great job. You're always defending the indefensible. It's very difficult for anyone to like you when you know you're lying. They're lying. So I think it's a position which... No, but when one you person who had mastered that, although I you know, don't like him otherwise very much, but he's the most effective spokesman is Yogendra Yadav. I was just going to say that. I thought Yogendra Yadav He could defend the indefensible and still... But they all do. That's and he the, has a lot of... Brand brand but he do it with a lot of reasoning and a lot of... <laughs> it would take a week to... <laughs> but it uh, takes... It, the it's, it's the nature of the number. job that you can't like a spokesperson. As a journalist, you can't because you know you have to see through everything they're saying or read between there is, their there lines. Is, there is a, if I can just dig there's a slight difference. I think if, if a spokesperson comes loaded with facts, and this is where I think, you know, the instance where I saw Sanju Amma, she did that, then even if you, you know from your, you know, deep within that you are defending the indefensible, but at least you're not blabbering, you know, out nonsense. And I've seen Mr. Patra do that all the time. So if you, if you load it with facts, you can put the, so for example, Shaina NC. Now, you know, we, we're going to talk about meat ban. Huh. And she did not disclose that it was Congress that Banned uh, that you know install ordered this meat ban first. The first one. Now for I a BJ, BJP spokey to you know to take in all this uh, uh, you know flack and not disclose this is uh, you know unacceptable but, for a spokey. But that was uh, actually on that there's two three different narratives happening which I think Abhishek can uh, uh, tell us the facts about that. But before we get to that, I just want to point out Anand, uh, you had um, wake up Arunab and sit up straight, yeah. Okay, uh, he's gone to sleep. How rude, my God. Okay. Sleep. If you're sleeping, well, I don't something know. something you said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anand, please point out the uh, incorrect quote which has been used for time immemorial. Oh. Like all voiceovers start, any, you know, the Raj, for Republic Day. For time immemorial in India, saris have been worn. For time immemorial, havans have been conducted. For time immemorial, one quote has been yes, uh, attributed to that out. Uh, uh, Mac Lord. Ma yeah, what, Lord Macaulay. 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 And yesterday, Barkha also did the same. And I read it. I said, Anand, dekh ki nahi because it's never. How, what was that? No, I about? pointed. Uh, uh, she said the connection. Uh, she accepted it. She ha yeah, but what I'm saying is that it. what is the research team doing? Even a team as small as News Laundry knows that's not the correct quote. NDTV doesn't? Madhu? I can't answer for NDTV. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not their spokesperson. <laughs> yes, so this is what uh, Barkha quoted. And yesterday was a debate on um, uh, this culture minister. Correct. Who is Rangarajan's culture minister, by the way, the, the guy who draws the doodles. I don't know who he is. <laughs> so this minister said we have to remove all Western influence from our institutes, from our culture, because they're polluting. So that was the debate. And there Barkha quoted Macaulay in all seriousness, without being sarcastic or ironical. And she quoted Macaulay as having said, I have traveled across the length and breadth of India and I have not seen one person who is a beggar, who is a thief. Such wealth I have seen in this country, such high moral values, people of such caliber that I do not think we would ever conquer this country unless we break the very backbone of this nation, which is her spiritual and cultural heritage. And therefore, I propose that we replace her old and ancient education system, her culture, for if the Indians think that all that is foreign and English is good and greater than their own, they will lose their self-esteem, their native culture, and they will become what we want them, a truly dominated nation. And he never said this. <laughs> right? Obviously, he never said this. <laughs> he is the, and this has been debunked by historians on, if I may say so, both ideological spectrums. Right. You know, in fact, the person who wrote a uh, uh, famous book on Saras Saraswati River, I forget, Dililio or Dinino? Yeah, yeah, so he he famously debunked this, and it's all it's all over the net. Yeah, and and and, and like this, that's quote attributed to Abraham Lincoln on the net. Don't believe everything you read on the internet. Yeah. So so I I spotted this, and I was kind of amazed that Barka has Barka has actually. So uh, and, and I, was, but this you know this has been shared. What I asked shared. Barkha to actually quote on TV was the actual Macaulay quote, which, which is, if you permit me, huh. I will say this is what Macaulay actually said. I have traveled across the length and breadth of India and I have not seen one person who doesn't believe that the famous sweet meat Mysore Park is not the invention of the Tamil speaking peoples who live in a fearfully hot and humid region called Madras. <laughs> I have not seen any society or culture except ours 
that hold such high moral values and people of such caliber who can make such resplendent desserts. My good friend Lord Crinkley Bottom, who is presently <laughs> stationed in Bangalore, has confirmed that this magnificent Mysore pork is indeed Tamilian in nature and its secret recipe was smuggled out of satire. Madras 74 years ago by a courtier of the Mysore Palace who ran barefoot all the way to Mysore with it and died moments after he handed the Maharaja the recipe, who cunningly and unfairly gave it the name Mysore Park. I propose that if we want to dominate India, the first thing we need to do is to learn how to make Mysore Park. Yeah, that's this is written that. by Anand Ranganathan. Anand Ranganathan's yeah. long-standing debate that is Mysore Park a Tamil sweet meat or not? So of course it is. <laughs> and I mean, to her credit, immense credit, Barkha apologized and said, I'm sorry, I should have quoted this, the actual quote. <laughs> but I will say this about Barkha. Whenever you criticize her or you point out some screw up that she's done, she does address it and says, okay, I agree or I disagree. Huh, sorry, uh, next subject. But one, one point which someone made was that when Barkha was quoting this fabricated quote of Macaulay, there were three historians sitting there. And no one corrected Two her. from the RSS, one from, you know, who was saying that I'm a Bhadralok from... Uh, well, no RSS one corrected historians her. RSS uh, no historians. They, they probably that were the ones circulating. On this yeah. thing. Uh, now, uh, regarding that meat ban, you know, even I was wondering, like, on Twitter, everybody, of course, Twitter is like, as Abraham Lincoln said, don't believe everything you read on the internet. That... Congress did this, NCP did this. Now, I was wondering if Congress and NCP have done this, why are all BJP spokespersons going blue in the face, including, uh, you know, uh, so, so They increase the length, no, from four to eight yeah, days. Yeah, but defending it. So what is the actual sequence of events? Because I read in the first post that even the initial ban had been carried out because it had been proposed by BJP council. Am I right? No, no, no. Not the original. We do not know about the party. Uh, okay, the first one. Yeah, yeah. But the huh. second one was by BJP. So people, even though it was under the NCP, it was yeah. still done by, proposed by BJP? So it was done by all. Huh, sorry, just give me the... Okay, so, uh, yeah. so basically the ban dates back to more than 50 years. So the first time there was a ban was in 1964. So uh, we do not know which party the corporator belonged to, but there were two corporators. And, you know, they proposed a ban and they got a one-day ban. This was 1964. So then 30 years later, again, in 1994, this time there were two uh, uh, corp uh, corporators from BJP and Sharad Pawar government was there, Sharad Pawar back then with Congress. And they added another day to it. So then it became two days. Okay. Then in 2004, uh, it was the Congress-NCP government. And this time the, the gov state government, the Urban Development Department, they issued a circular and, and passed a resolution adding yet another two days. So it became a total of four days. So there is nothing new about this uh, four-day ban per se, except probably uh, maybe that, you know, early this year we had a, a beef ban in Maharashtra. So otherwise there is nothing new about this ban. <coughs> and I read today that JNK also they have... Uh, high Court. The High yeah, Court the has high banned. Court. I mean, you know, I just don't know. I give up. Also, interestingly, like there's one more case. Like in 2008, there was this case from Gujarat uh, between uh, Hinsa Virodhak Sangh versus Butchers of Ahmedabad. And uh, in Supreme Court, and uh, Justice Kaju was on Sorry, the bench. Sorry, Butchers of Ahmedabad. Yeah. Like there's some association. <laughs> Someone was trying to make a joke <laughs> and stopping just in the nick of time. Yeah. And so, so he ruled it in favor of um, the Hin Hindu Virodhak Sangh. Uh, Hinsa Virodha. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Hindu Virodha. Sorry, sorry. I, I beg your pardon. Is, is that a new organization you beg, started? I beg your pardon. I'm sorry. Hinsa Virodha Sang. And then uh, a couple of years later, he wrote in a blog post that, you know, this was the most difficult case of my life. So uh, on the one hand, he was like, you know, it was just a matter of eight days. So had it been a matter of months, I would not, I would, I'm, I'm a votary of freedom. I've always been a votary of freedom. And, you know, I'm always in support of individual freedom. But Gujarat mein bahut sare giants hai. it was just a matter of eight, nine days, which I think is a stupid argument. Like, Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's tragic. But I think what's more tragic is in cases like this, rational people and rational people, I'm talking about spokies, you know, who are, are, they, are defending it saying, it was a good sign of, you know, mutual respect. What's wrong with it? Dude, mutual respect is a good sign when it is done because of mutual respect, not because it's legislated. I don't understand why debates in India, people cannot make the distinction between legislating something and doing something in good faith or as an act of... Why is that so hard for Indians to comprehend? I don't get it. Is, is it because rules don't matter and whatever you feel like doing, you do forever? No, I think the fact of the matter is we, we have to be honest about this. We hate the concept of law. <laughs> we are, no, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, I mean, if you look at all the spokies, you know, uh, on the day of Salman Khan's judgment, 
where all the Bollywood people were, you know, tweeting whatever they were. It was very clear that you know they didn't want uh, you know the law to work. They didn't want they they wanted only one we kind of like rules. We don't like laws. So we, I mean, if there's a rule, we have to make sure that find a find a way to now. Break for it. example, so we make even shittier rules. No, you know, since morning, I, I'm, we're going to discuss that the case of the Saudi diplomat. Now I'm appalled by you know the daytime anchors. I think you retweeted yes, that yes. as well. They are openly criticizing the Vienna Convention and saying that this diplomatic immunity should go. Now they don't realize that if it goes, you know, uh, Indian diplomats would be in peril in, you know, exactly. all the every countries. country. It's I, just amazing. You know, actually, Anand, what so you said, I'm shocked when I see, and you know, some of the, that's what I say, you know, some of the youngsters. Lawyers, uh, you know, Abha Singh, she, she wants diplomatic immunity and uh, Vienna Convention to be Forget changed. Forget, some of the anchors are saying, okay, you know, that is that gets even more technical. They come up with gems like, is diplomatic immunity higher than humanity? Yes, it is, fucker. I mean, what are you talking about? A law is higher than humanity. Is this yeah, yeah? Like it's like saying, is death, you know, punishment higher than humanity? Yes, it is because that's the law. Humanity is not the law. I mean, <laughs> I don't understand the kind no, of things that they appalling. say. So okay, sorry. Yeah. I have to run. I'm going to abandon the hafta because I have to go watch Essi Tessi Democracy, which is highly recommended. I believe it's a fantastic performance. He's such a shit. Two. He tells us when he's going, not before, <laughs> and then says, "I highly recommend it." When are we going to see it? It's, it's over. No, there'll be another run of it. So uh, uh, I'll just should I play the song or you'll play it later? Okay, we have no, very special. We have, no, no, we have very special. Let people wait for it. There's still about 20 minutes of hafta left. There are three subjects to discuss. But thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to run and I'll leave uh, you in the able hands of Madhu. And uh, when the public pays, the public oh, is served. I we and up. when corporations pay, corporations are served. So please support independent media. Don't be so conjuice. Come on, people. Okay, bye. Please continue, Madhu. All right. So let's, so let's get to this diplomatic. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk yeah. about that. Um, on the, what are your views, three of you? Well, um, but it, it, I don't know, but do you think an Indian diplomat would have done something like this, would have gotten immunity? No, but, uh, no, but Manisha, you know, the, the thing is, if you make a law, it has to take care of all eventualities. No, no, for sure, so, but I'm I mean, wondering example, if there's any... You know, if somebody is wrongly accused of, let's say, murder or rape or something hmm. in a foreign country that yeah, has barbaric laws, then you're gone. You can't do anything. Yeah. So you have to take care of that eventuality. Uh, but I think, but can't I, the think the question pressure, is, uh, I think the question uh, that uh, Manisha is raising is basically this, that would Saudi Arabians who have passed all kinds of um, uh, sentences against Indians uh, in Saudi Arabia, uh, would they be as, uh, would they follow the Vienna Convention as we are? Yes. The question is they, that. They also, I'm wondering. No, but they have been, there have been uh, uh, people sentenced in Saudi Arabia. I think who are Indians for all kinds of things. Not diplomats. But they're not diplomats. It's a big difference. But I'm also wondering if these two women weren't Nepalese, if they were Indian, <coughs> mm -hmm. would the government have put more pressure to at least make sure that the case is that he has to come back at least to India for the case to you know. Depends on expiration no, I mean, treaty. The fact is, you cannot have a case, you cannot conduct, that's the Vienna Convention, you cannot try a diplomat in the country in which the crime took place. What happens is the diplomat is arrested, or immunity means immunity is only for, you know, for him in our country. So, convention says that he would go to Saudi Arabia and he would face trial there. According to the laws yes. there. This is what happened in, uh, I think, a case in New York, if I'm not mistaken, about a year ago. There was a fear of Russia. I, I forget which nationality that person was, Uzbek, Uzbekistan or Ukraine or something. He had committed a murder. And, uh, you know, you, uh, this is a convention. You cannot... Abhishek, you? I would uh, want to look at it from another side, Please. from Nepal's side. Uh -huh. I think, uh, so we've always had Nepalis coming to Delhi and some a few other Indian cities, I think. But uh, especially in the aftermath of the earthquake things have become worse like my Nepali friends tell me that you know, nothing moves in Nepal not even in Kathmandu leave aside the rural areas and which is why I think it has become easier for agents to lure men and women in the name of jobs they you know and you know then they are exploited so this, it also has a very uh, clear Nepali economic angle because both these women they were in desperate uh, financial situation like one woman is 30 she has two children, her husband is suffering from cancer, this woman is 30. Then there's another 50-year-old divorcee. So clearly, you know, they, they're both in a very desperate financial situation, which is why they came to uh, Delhi three, four months ago. And I think so the agent at least should be really 
caught and pulled up for this because it was apparently these girls were picked up because of their skin color because they are good looking or fair or whatever and it was sort of an organized way in which yeah. like it was it was understood when this you know when they were taken by the saudi diplomat by this agent that this is going to be to you know yeah, yeah. Uh, use them as sexual slaves so that's what i mean at least i mean the diplomats gone but at least the indians here were you know engaging in such practices should be caught agents who make use of uh you want to talk about the one rank one pension confusion i think it's been exhausted um <laughs> apart she from the fact she's been exhausted that's for I sure know, yeah. i think the one important uh, great news that came this weekend was from the bombay uh, this week was from the bombay high court that dismissed nsc's notice yes. of motion against money life i think it's a big win for journalists and i think the real hero in this case is the judge who's passed this great i mean the judgment is great i think all journalists should read it and i just read a little passage from the judgment the prose is also uh, great it's, it's really easy to read and it's really it's a great uh, i'll read out in fact the passage is really pro free speech pro journalist and he says it is fashionable these days to deride every section of the media as mere paparazzi chasing salacious and the steamy we forget again none of the scams and the leaks of the past two decades would have been possible without journalists editors newspapers and television news anchors we have grown accustomed to mocking them we deride their manner describe them as loud brash obnoxious abrasive and opinionated we forget we forget that but for them the many uncomfortable questions that must be asked of those in authority and those in the sheer those with the sheer muscle power of money would forever go unasked and unanswered so i think he's really like there's been a lot of uh, media bashing in the aftermath of the sheena bora case but this is it's also important to remember that journalists a lot of journalists do a lot of good work and fight the good fight and it's important to appreciate and, and it's them. much it was much needed like you know <coughs> uh, 3 days ago or 4 days ago we had like you know reliance suing times of india 5000 crores 5000 like crores. crazy yeah. amount of money like where would they get 5000 money from 5000 yeah. crores from and then you had caravan we had prison 2 weeks yes. ago so it's it's yeah. become so frequent so but i i think debashi is one of the uh, uh, the persons of other the executive editor of money he life he tweeted that nsc are not done with this they are going to follow this up well they can appeal if they want to i don't know if they're going to but this can go on if they wanted to but uh, the judgment is really great i mean, I mean it's really yeah. you know it says that they did everything they want they waited 5 months uh, they repeatedly uh, requested nsc officials to come on record tell them I mean, they refuse to come. They refuse to respond to their queries because they are arrogant. Doesn't make the report faulty because the journalist did it. The to their best. This, before suing for defamation, uh, they'll send a notice for that we will, like we also got. Um, I think that's just like a threat. Very, it's it's rare that people actually follow, follow up, up on it. Madhu, I want to ask you, mm. when when was the first time you got a, a legal notice? First time I got a legal notice was the contempt of court case that I had. Um, that actually, was Vajiva. In forty years of yeah. oh uh, sorry, why India? In forty-two years of journalism, uh, I have never had to apologize before I came to News Laundry for any story. I've never had to apologize or never uh, seen. The, I've never been asked to apologize for any story that I've done. So. I think uh, I think that's a good record if you are practicing good journalism if you are being asked to apologize now this tuktuki case which I have uh, which Arunab wrote about and has been on the net with uh, a whole brigade asking me to apologize to apologize to apologize and I have seen the case and I think it, there are a lot of gray areas in that case and I don't think that one can do stories according to somebody else's political ideology or agenda and if there was a problem with that story I would apologize myself and ask Arunab also to apologize I don't see it so um no I haven't received any anything before I came to news laundry we received one legal notice from India, India today TV. India TV India TV for this Rajat uh, uh, the the case the alleged yeah. case of Tanu Sharma being harassed the thing was i think it was a story in which we uh, Manisha had covered all grounds she had given them enough opportunity and she kept a record of all the sms's phone calls and emails that she sent asking them to respond so when you're asking them to respond and then they don't uh after waiting for a reasonable amount of time i think it was 2 or 3 days and then they didn't then we went ahead with the story and this nsc uh, the bombay high court judgment stresses on that there's an entire paragraph where the judge talks about how 
the journalist's prime job is to just get a response and reach out and get the other side. If you've done that, you've done your job. So that kind of, that's so great because that let's see what why happens. Why I was willing to stand up for Manisha's story was because she had full records on uh, of asking for the, their side. So when you give that opportunity, you've done good journalism. And um, I think in an Arunab story on Tuk Tuki, there was a lot of presumption and projection. Now, I'm, uh, there's no doubt that she has been converted. She was converted um, with the people she was with. Whether she did it voluntarily or whether it was a Stockholm syndrome or whether uh, she was forced, that is in a gray area. But I think the, uh, was it the commission of Inquiry or commission of National Commission of Women did pass a. They said that they interviewed a man. First of all, the National Commission of Women is not a judicial body. It's a quasi-judicial body. That doesn't it, it make any difference. It does make a difference. I, no, I, it doesn't make what they said invalid. It doesn't make okay. what they said invalid, but it, it's it also not the. It's not a court order because the court order acknowledges the fact that the girl did share a relationship with the boy. And yes, the father in court said that. Uh, in fact, said that he did not want to go and live in the same village because the girl had an intimate relationship with this boy, Kazi, Ghazi, and he wanted to go and live with his older brother. However, the National Commission of Women gave a report which NewsX has been using, which is more ambivalent. And it did interview some Kazi who had converted this girl. Now the question is, even if we accept that report, whether that conversion was forced that's they don't say that they don't the national commission of women does not say that it was a forced conversion the national commission of Vi women does not say that she was abducted does it say that it does not say that so the, that's the point that what they avoid saying goes into an area of presumption and i definitely stand by the story i mean uh, <coughs> i i don't think i i mean, I mean people have been uh, mentioning the fact that she was a minor which i m mentioned very categorically in the story that yes you know if, in terms of technicality yes it, it amounts to a kidnapping but that's what it is a case of kidnapping at best it's not a case of love no, but she's a minor but the point is that when you ask an eight-year-old who claims that she has been molested or he has been molested do you hear and listen to that eight-year-old and say no she's a minor i will not take evidence from her when a child says, I've been molested, you listen to that child. So my reading of that Tuk-Tuki story was basically this, that when the, the father is saying in court to the judge that the girl has a relationship, has had a relationship with this boy, and, does, and that, therefore he does not want to live in the same village where that boy is, and he will educate her somewhere else, I think that's point number one. And the second point is that when she answers the reporter, she of NewsX with the attitude. Not of NewsX. Not NewsX. A local this reporter. It's a local reporter. Oh, in, the footage yeah. that I had. Okay. Yeah, speaking in dialect. The she says so categorically when the reporter asks her that will you go back to your family and she says no, and she says were you abducted? She says no. She could have as well said yes. And even the and there's a larger picture that when, for example, a girl is abducted. In fact, I was watching this film last night, Break Ke Baad or something, where, no, no, Krishna and Ayer, where they run away together, this young couple run away together, uh, Khanna and, I think it's Khanna and Ayer, Khanna and Ayer, they run away together, and then the, and both the parents say that, um, one says that she was abducted. The, even the boy's, boy's mother says that the, that the girl abducted him because he's such a good guy. So, okay, that's fiction, but the point is that I've seen in real life situations, when I have seen a friend or a relative's daughter has run away from home with a boy, it's such a social stigma. You're not gonna go out and announce it that yes, she ran away. If you get this thing that she was abducted, any parent would say she was abducted. Hmm. It's, a, it's, it's a safe face-saving face thing. And I think it's a very natural thing. And I wouldn't condemn them for it. That if they said it to, to save their dignity in, their, in the area, in the society that they live in. I think I it's think natural. I, I, I was talking about the video that the NewsX was playing, I think, no, yesterday I saw or the before yesterday. The NewsX video, the NewsX video, the, the, uh, even the news, NewsX, uh, NewsX video that uh, the entire right wing has been, you know, going to town as proof of me lying, she very categorically says, 
I did not say yes or no. You know, about the the reporter tries to force out an answer out uh, force an answer out of her, and you know wants her to say that I was forced. She says no, I wasn't forced. I mean, she doesn't say I wasn't forced, but she says no, I didn't say yes or no. So I don't think how that amounts to her being forced to convert. And he asks her, do you think something wrong was was done to you, or do you think that you know you felt that something wrong is happening? And she says no. She doesn't want to talk about it. Basically, she's she had a lot it. of so intrusion, Manisha, and I she said, wants to. You know, the first time when we discussed this. Uh, you know, people jump on issues where not much facts are out. For example, this is, I mean, you know, I, so I can clearly say that, yes, the girl could be terrified of speaking to someone. So, you know, whatever she says, uh, you know, one has to take it, you know, with a pinch of salt. Uh, but to a court, if a court announces a verdict on it, you know, and then people discuss it with, you know, kind of hindsight and let the dust of thought settle, Maybe we'll get a, a big, you know, a better no, picture. But she's also caught. You see, it's so, like if she says yes, I was abducted. It means that the boy that she has had a alleged relationship with, which she, her family has admitted to in court, will get into trouble for kidnapping a minor. All right. So that's one problem. If she says no, she wasn't abducted. That she went of her volition. She's going to embarrass her parents. So the poor girl is caught in the middle. And you can see when she's being interviewed. She's you can caught see in the middle. So what you, can you she can do? Sense from the yes. that she's she caught. doesn't want to talk. No, 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 it is uh, one reporter responses. who's made the mission of his life to prove something, and he's forcing answers out of her. That's what the interview is. I'm sorry, I'm being, you know, quite curt about it, but that's what happened. I mean, I saw the interview multiple times over the last, uh, you know, I watched it night like three, four times yesterday because so much has been said and so many names have been called out. I care. I mean, from called everything from. Oh, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter. But but the point. So I I watched the interview multiple times. You know, and I mean, the sense I get is you know she doesn't want to say, she doesn't want to speak about it. And nowhere in the interview I understand Bengali well. And nowhere nowhere in the interview does she even suggest that yes, I was abducted and raped. I mean, so tell me, in such cases, in in a she's clearly a minor. She's 14 years old. She says no, I wasn't abducted. At the same time, she's not saying that I ran away. You know, to save her. Yeah, and actually, what, does, what happens then? Piece, what happens next? They kept playing this piece that she's happy to what be back. What happens as a journalist? Yes. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, what happens to the whole story? What happens to, I mean, does it die down and is it like? I, I mean, think the, the story is over because the court, decides, the court decided that court she should decides. go live the with her parents. The court decided that she should go back to her parents on the condition that she's not forced to marry anyone. Yeah, and she's allowed to continue her studies. So yeah, those but are the, the two court conditions. did not uh, uh, make a judgment. That uh, she have was abducted. No, or, did know, not. She ran no, away. In fact, the court. In fact, converted. the court judgment clearly mentioned it's not her, just her father saying. The court judge. The court. The judge says because she had a she had an intimate relationship with one Babu Shona Gaji of the same village. It will be difficult for her to stay the same. Uh, stay with her family in the same village. So she she should go to uh, Calcutta. The to judge her. didn't say that. The father the requested that. that. The father requested that and gave that as the reason. And then the judge quoted the father as saying that. The father has said all that you said that he has a relation. She has a relationship with Ghazi and doesn't want to live in the same village. And he asked the judge for permission whether he could live with his brother, who has made arrangements for her studies and everything. And then the judge, according to the judge's order, he, the judge agreed to that. And the child welfare department would be visiting them periodically to check if she was being treated well or not, because apparently there were some complaints that she had not been treated well by her by her parents. I'm not sure of that. And um, then uh, they would file a report periodically, every quarter. Right. Also, so, also you so have to when the judge says she has not been abducted. Yeah, the judge. I mean, yeah, then what? Do you, yeah, then that's, that's the, end the, end of the, the end of the story. Also, I mean, uh, also you have to see the story in context. Now, a lot of a major portion of my story was about how the media treated it. You know, about how mainstream media, mainstream journalists like uh, Gaurav Savant said if her name would have been not Tuktuki or Tabannum, some Muslim name, there would have been an outrage. You know, enough to drive a drive a jet aircraft. So you know. I mean, how is this related to religion? It was. It is not. If it's an abduction, if it's, if it's a case of abduction, let's say she was abducted and treated as a case of abduction, what has love jihad or religion got to do with it? I mean, without even knowing the facts. I mean, you know, say, 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 say I mean, say there's some, you know, truth to the whole idea of love jihad. But then, without even knowing facts, you know, a lot of a lot of new channels and uh, you know newspapers reported it. So I think that was unfair. And a lot of new channels did not report it because there was a reason not to report it, right? There was, I mean. And I spoke to multiple reporters, got you know double, triple confirmation of what people said, and and the the clear consensus was that a story was being forced down, and 
and which most reporters on ground weren't willing to buy because there were glaring inconsistencies you know i mean as a reporter you check if somebody comes and tells you something gives you a plant i mean you you check with the other person right ki aisa ho raha hai ki nahi ho raha if if they don't add up you don't report it that's what happened hmm. so um now tell me we now start we concluding with the discussion on the meat ban so uh, any views on that ban i think it is ridiculous that anyone you know, for it Right. No, <laughs> absolutely. I can't think of any sensible person yeah. being for it. In fact, Vineet Jain, uh, he also tweeted. So yes, you know, it was very interesting because there was a blog earlier in Kafila about an ex-journalist in TOI who said that because it's uh, you know it's run by the Jains, there were certain instructions that you don't write stories uh, promoting the poultry industry, or that there was this strong sense of you know vegetarian whatever. But um, I was I was in I was waiting to see how Times now Times of India would report on it. Yes, same. But uh, it was a front page story on Times of India. Times now held a debate on it, and Vineet Jain tweeted out saying that despite being a Jain yeah. and a vegetarian, I don't support this. <laughs> so yeah, that's I mean that's yeah that's interesting. And uh, to end with, uh, Sunakshi got it good. Yeah. So uh, did uh, Sonam. Sonam, <laughs> I no, but I know I, I hope you know what happened. Yeah, Sonam, though I know. Huffington Post they wrote an article. on sonakshi being called you know fat or whatever and uh, this is calling out calling out fat calling out so i think uh, someone called masala bai mm-hmm. i forget what her this is her twitter handle mm-hmm. she works in huff post is editor there so she wrote this article mm-hmm. that uh, these are all the trolls who have called sonakshi uh, you know fat or whatever and a lot of remarks about her forehead uh, no interestingly then one of the persons whose tweet was in that article he uh, you know replied uh, with that dot saying that oh by the way are you going to write an article on this and they they were tweets by masala bai who's editor of huff post saying oh what a huge forehead sonakshi has oh, masala bai is oh my god so and that's what happened so that that went viral that response of this crime after after the article was written No, no, she no, had no, tweeted, she had tweeted long yeah, time. Yeah, she tweeted long back. That she has a big forehead. Oblivious to the fact that she someday yeah. write about it. <laughs> Tens of things, you know. Oh my so God! So he dig out all the tweets, and those uh, obviously Sunakshi uh, saw that, and she and Sunakshi tweeted, "Well, if ever there was a face palm, face palm moment, this is it." <laughs> nice of Sunakshi, and she really took it. Yeah, but then Masala Bai said, "She well, takes it really cool." Face palm because people evolve, and I have evolved. Oh, please. How old is she? <laughs> That's so that is what has happened. And then I think Sonam wow. uh, mis uh, yeah, uh, didn't really know the meaning of the word misogynist. Yes. And uh, called the meat ban misogynist. <laughs> She's making a larger point, but but yeah, she did. How large can you get? <laughs> <laughs> That's that was innuendo at best. What has misogynist got to do with the meat ban? I don't know. Yeah, it could be innuendo at best, but no, it's weird. Anyway, so thank you all. Thanks, Anand, for coming. Manisha, Abhishek, and. Who's the sleepy guy? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, one sleeping. Okay. Oh yeah, and here's the song for today. You are my chicken fry. You are my fish fry. You are my chicken fry. You are my fish fry. Kabhi na kehna kudiye bye bye bye. Kabhi na kehna kudiye bye bye bye. Catch all new episodes of NL Hafta on newsroundry. dot com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook.